0: Go oh, freestyle right now.
1: Freestyle what? One of my freestyle. Well,
0: freestyle t- uh, role for your for your first acting role. You're in a film. You're an actor, not just voice actor, physical actor. You're a you're a detective. No, you're yeah, you're a detective. Mm. Okay, already got vibe. You just moved up to detective. Just okay. made rank for detective. Mm-hmm. You're mm-hmm. in what, what city's he in? What city's he in?
1: What I'm in, LA. in I'm in either Chicago or L.A. or Miami. Miami. Okay, let's go Miami. All right. First day in the job, <coughs> Miami detective, some shit went down, and you're nervous. So first thing I'm going to think about is, like, film noir, right? Like, mm-hmm. I'm thinking Chinatown, Sin City. You, you got know, a trench coat on Got a trench coat on. It's training. raining I got a top hat And I'm standing in the alleyway Smoking a cigarette <clears throat> And the and the flaps on my lapel of The jacket are up And I'm, and I'm kind of hunched over Shorty thought she had the drop on me Little did I know Soon as I got moved up to detective She was really trying to play me From the beginning Messing with my mans Playing games behind my back It's a cold world out there You know what I mean If you ever been in the same position as me, well, I don't really need to tell you this because you already know the story. But what I don't have to tell you is that it didn't end very well. So as I started maneuvering differently and started following in her footsteps, started to notice a pattern. Same day, same time, started driving to the same location. Put a little tail on her, maybe thought she doesn't see me. Lo and behold, I show up to the warehouse, 7 o'clock on the dot, as the rain starts hitting the back of my car as I'm driving under an underpass. started to see a couple of shadows in the distance as I enter the warehouse, following her, thinking that she was alone. She was playing me the whole time, straight set up, cold as ice. Took me for all my money, robbed me of my manhood all at the same time. I'm gonna find this shoddy. And I ain't letting her get out. Or get away. I meant to say, not letting her get away.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's
1: cool. So it's funny. How long did we go? <laughs>
0: I'm two hours. Was, yeah, hey, Wait, no, what I'm time is <laughs> like, oh, it? Two hours. <laughs> I hours before, so I'll get we ball. Good lord.
1: Play the Cut Podcast. Oh. If you don't know, now you know. Be, 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 be. Yeah. Bro, I'ma add him in. Hey, we were trying to air this promo during The Bachelor tomorrow night. We need you to do this right now. Brandon Bell, host, showrunner, difference maker.
0: Don't ask me what I'm up to nowadays. I'm potted. I always say, everything's better with music. Amen. I always say that. Amen. Even in the corporate kind of offices I've been in, <clears throat> the little AirPods in, I can get working. I can do whatever. Absolutely. You know, I'm going to start the podcast off with a little song every right. episode love music, so if you make music, please, I want to hear it.
1: Just a to express myself, trying to write all my
0: wrongs. to better my mental health, but I'm still stuck in this box. Hey, we just trying to feel better, they don't gotta sing along. But if you feel it, you feel it, might as well just sing along. Stop out there contemplating, study up procrastinating. I gotta remind myself, Ooh. Make it. No, yeah. Yeah. Yes, that is remind myself by Nevi. Heard of him on TikTok. And that's just kind of how things go for me. Every now and then people just send me music for the last few years and I appreciate it. But yeah. like I'm no I'm no music. But those instructor. are the type of people you
1: gotta keep in your life that send you music. <laughs> that's you know? what, what might I'm put saying. you on the new people, you know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I,
0: I never minded it. I got a few friends that never want to admit when someone puts them on to anything but music especially i never been like that bro yeah. tell me i want to hear it i don't care i'm gonna look it up right in front of you uh you told me about
1: salt yes is yes. that who is uh, that he she day? it's a group it's a group i believe okay. yeah uh moon is also another fire group okay um kind of like uh neo soul like jazz vibes this it's a vibe, okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and Cleo Soul. That's the last. Cleo, I've heard of Cleo Soul. Cleo oh, Soul. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like that. That's my girl. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah,
0: we're gonna start out every episode with a little bit of music. But we love the soul. We love bars. We love melodies, and that's the way we're gonna kick this thing off. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome you all. Thank you for tuning in to the Play the Cut podcast. I'm your host Brandon Bell, and we have a very special guest with us today. The first guest. Of the Play the Cup podcast, I'm honored, uh, blessed, and I know you are. Been following you for a little bit since I met you, and just just inspired by everything. So definitely gonna tap in what you've been up to, what you're gonna be up to, what you're into, what you like, what you don't like, and just pick your brain a little bit because that is what the Play the Cup podcast is about. I want it to be about you know changing a perspective, you know keeping an open perspective because that's how I am. Cause that way life is a little better, a little bit more enjoyable, and that's kind of how I take on life. Is what I want this show to be about. We're gonna be uh, we're gonna be serious. We're gonna be silly. Cause that's how I am, my personality. And it's a lot easier when you have someone like Enrique Joseph here with us today. Um, like I said, I've been following you, and I have to ask you, what do you like to go by?
1: Uh, you can call me EJ. You sure? I mean, I. As long as you can say Enrique properly, then I'm okay. If you you can right. say EJ, you and know, I, I've gotten like Enrica, Enrique, <laughs> the security guard down uh-huh. at the gate <laughs> t- called me En Enrique en- uh dang. I was like, dang man, like I told you eight times what it sounded like, but <laughs> I didn't I think understand. it would be that hard, but because eh, yeah. I hate that. I run into people and they're like, oh,
0: you can just call me. People say this, but my name is this. And I'm like. Tell me what's your name, what yeah, you want. Yeah, no, as, as long as, I get as you it, can say I get it. It. I'm cool with you can call it. me whatever. But if you can't right. say it, I you gotta work on that first. Right. Yeah. Right. What's your um what's that what's your like origin, your family origin or
1: uh Panamanian. Okay. We're from okay. Panama, yeah. Um uh dad immigrated here like fifty years ago, uh with his uh three siblings. Um, and uh grandma made the sacrifice to come over here provide a better life for her children. And my mom's from Camden, so I get a little I get a <laughs> I little it. spice from, from from two different uh countries. Um so I think it just made a nice little mix of uh a nice childhood.
0: Nice, nice. I love that. I love that. I say that. Uh watching this guy, you hear his voice everywhere. Even if you didn't know, now you know. He's been he's a voiceover actor for a plethora of well, he's voiceover acted for a plethora of companies and productions and TV shows and movies, everything you name it. And I love that because I know you got your or you started in sports and you broaden his perspective out to uh, do many things. So we were watching Thursday Night Football to kick off Detroit versus um, KC. Uh, the kickoff it was at NBC, mm-hmm. NBC Sports, mm-hmm. big production, big big production. And I got a um lovely Lady Michelle, so you might she might have to get with you with the telemundo <laughs> opener.
1: <laughs> I gave them like the Spanish flair version, but oh, they didn't they didn't want it. They didn't want no. it. They wanted it to sound as as if I didn't know what I was Dang. saying. You know what I mean? But I, we 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 tried to cross that bridge like three really? years ago. Yeah. I'm, yeah, glad, to that, I'm yeah, glad to hear that yeah. though. That,
0: we won't get into that, but I love it though. You did a great job. I appreciate um, it. She just said that. She's like, "Oh, I gotta get with him." But it I was sounds like, I so think dry. Yeah, it
1: sounds so dry. <laughs> and my dad was like, "Yo, why did de- why did de- pick that one?" You know. But uh, that's how it I, works, yeah, man. That's yeah, how it works. Yeah. Hey, look, they're they're paying me, and if that's what they're going with, then right, who right. am I to argue?
0: <laughs> I love that. I love that. That's funny. Um, and just to get back to the intro of this show, I am going to introduce myself a little bit more. Like I said, my name is Brandon Bell a.k.a. B-Bell, a.k.a. Wabbies, a.k.a. Uncle B, a.k.a. Jamar. <laughs> That's what they call me. <laughs> and I'm excited to be here. I've had this idea for so long. It's a shame, you know, procrastination. We'll tap into that a little bit, but it's time. Now it's time. I ain't even worried about all of that. I'm here now, and we doing it. And... One thing I want to tap onto is just getting help. You know, I had this idea of wanting to do everything myself, but you know, finally it's like, yo, I've done all that, or I've tried to do that and I haven't gotten anywhere. So, try to put the team together. And that's what I did. Hit these lovely ladies and gentlemen up. Um, definitely getting their flowers throughout this because we all we all trying to do it, and started making things happen. And like I said before, I re- I got reached out to do a different podcast, and it gave me a kick in the butt. To like do my own thing, cause that's that's kind of who I am. B Bell is always about doing his own thing. You talked about a great message, you know, your father told you, and I want you to. We will talk about it again. But one of the main things my dad always told me was, is don't be a follower, do your own thing, and that's kind of epitome of my life. Like I always, just kind of move to my own groove. And as I'm becoming an older adult, uh, getting a lot older, it's about doing my own thing, man. Ignoring the noise, just going do what makes you happy type vibe. And that's why we're here. We are here at Executive House Studios out of Philly. And I'm just, I'm grateful. I'm thankful. I'm thankful for this man right here. Pulled up, first guest, and ready to get this thing rolling, man.
1: Yes, sir. Happy to be here. Honored to be the... Uh first guest of the of the play the cut podcast um, Oh, so this man is a voice actor you might
0: I, I might need you for the intro that's to fine, open this up fine, that's fine i don't know if we can afford
1: that uh, we, we can talk okay. we can talk
0: <laughs> we can talk about. please man take it open us up
1: yeah uh enrique joseph's really happy to be here uh as you said a uh, voice actor um you know Started working as a producer um, two years out of college for NFL Films, um, and uh, kind of transitioned into voice acting from my position there. And it kind of happened in a flurry of chaos, and the story of how I got this one job, somebody had to get mm. arrested, and um, oh, Michelle didn't tell you about uh, all that. No. Uh, okay, okay. Um, <laughs> oh, okay, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. Yes, yes. yes. But I'll, 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 I'll get into put it two and two quick. together. Um, I know that uh, uh, Wendell Pierce uh, Big time actor He's in suits He was in The Wire He was in um, Bad Moms Christmas okay. um, He had gotten arrested uh, mm. Down in Atlanta It was crazy Altercation with two women In a hotel room At three o'clock in the morning And uh, I ended up having a Free VO session Unpaid VO session With one of our show Showrunners for the uh, NFL's top 100 show mm. And uh, I'm going down to the studio and I had seen the re- the news like the day before that he got arrested. And I asked the showrunner, yo, like, what's what's going on? What's going on? And he's like, yeah, I, I don't know. But, you know, we're going to have a meeting after you and I get together. And, you know, if the hotel footage from the hallway comes back to confirm the allegations and, you know, we're probably going to have to fire the guy from the show. And I was like, wow. And uh, so we did our thing. And then afterwards we're talking and he's like, look, you know, this uh, this thing goes sideways like. <laughs> You know i might come knocking on your door and, uh, and, and your cubicle and i was like all right so i go back to my cubicle a couple of hours later he comes in and tells me "Hey, you need to go see this person you need to see that person and you're gonna need to record this and record that and i'm just like okay 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 sure <laughs> yes just go on. No. yeah just going with it and uh he left and one of my colleagues was sitting next to me and he like turned to me like real slow he was like did you just take over the show and i was like yeah i guess so <laughs> And uh, I've been on the show ever since. It's uh, just wrapped Ooh. up my seventh season. Um, so, yeah. That. Yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of how I, I, I caught my big break, so to speak. Um, and that really kind of helped open the doors to a lot of other opportunities and kind of just been building on top of that ever since.
0: Nice, man. We're definitely going to get into those other opportunities. But that also, it wasn't by necessarily happenstance. I believe you came into films with a with a plan, you know, stepping into the production world as a producer, as you said. But you always knew you had this gift. Mm-hmm. If, or correct me if I'm wrong.
1: No, absolutely. Like, you know, when I turned 12 years old, the joint got like this. So, <laughs> you know, I knew it was a spe- very special gift from above. Nice. Um, and I knew that, like, I needed to do something with it. When I was in college, I thought I was going to be a journalist. Mm-hmm. You know, do journalism. Um, you know, become a news anchor or a newscaster um and then when i got to school i really started to enjoy the behind the scenes stuff because i started to realize that like all the is really behind the scenes mm-hmm, you know directing, mm-hmm. and producing writing editing like you're actually making it happen so i kind of fell in love with the production aspect of broadcast and uh did a lot of writing and editing and directing in college and producing different shows i had two different radio shows mm. produced four different broadcast shows i did a fashion show a food show uh around the town show so I was active in college doing it Um, and I played college football so I was trying to balance the student athlete life while still trying to get really involved and um, you know one of the things that kind of happened while I was in school was halfway through my college career I stopped playing I needed to figure out what I wanted to do with my future um, and on top of that, I hit puberty late, so I lost a lot of weight, which was really unexpected. <laughs> I used to be like 320 pounds, Okay. Um, and uh, I went home. Uh, I barely made it out of my freshman year of college because my grades was, I did not yeah, take school seriously yeah. at all, man. I was enjoying myself, hey. <laughs> so uh, I stayed back for a summer semester, got my act together, and then I went home. We had about five or six weeks before training camp started in mm-hmm. uh, in, in August, and I did my, you know, strength and conditioning like i normally did i was you know crazy strong i was mm-hmm. running i was getting busy but i didn't realize that my metabolism was going banana so i left that summer at school at like 320 and i checked in the camp at 270 Woo. and my coaches were like "What that work, they then. thought i was on crack they were like yo <laughs> what happened to you like we just saw you five weeks right. ago uh, ended up playing my sophomore year, but you know, at two, I put on like 15 pounds during mm-hmm. the season. So I was like 285. And mm-hmm. like, you I was playing offensive tackle. So, you know, going from 320 to 270 to 285, right. that's a big swing. You mm-hmm. know, so finish the season. I go home for Christmas break. I dropped another 20. And I was just, <sighs> no, I dropped 30 pounds. And I was just like, Damn. yo, like, what is happening? So I, I remember sitting on my bed at home and I was like do I really want to like cuz I talked to my offensive line coach mm-hmm. and he's like yeah we want to try and get you back to like 315. <sighs> good like, night. Mm, you know I don't really know if I want to do all that mm. you know. So <laughs> I you know I called my some teammates, talked to my parents and I decided to go in a different direction for the sake of my own health mm-hmm. and at the time I remember how depressed I was. Mm. You know, my, I lived with five other teammates. Right. So they're going to practice. They're traveling. Going to games. They're going to meetings. You know, they're hanging out. They and not that I wasn't hanging out with them, but like I just felt like I team. wasn't a part of the team. Mm-hmm. Right. But uh, our star running back was real tight with the administration at school, and he was like, they they told him, yeah, you know, we've been looking for like a new announcer for sports games, and he was like, I know a guy, <laughs> and he came to me one day and was like, yo, like. Would you be interested in, you know, being the public address announcer for the school? And I was like, yeah, hey, why not? Ended up being amazing. Mm. Did all home sporting games except for football. And that was really my first introduction in a, like, public speaking. Right. Oh, wow, um, really? Not not necessarily. I did some public speaking as a kid, but okay. more, like, as an adult. That was, so like even my first. So as a first. kid,
0: you was, your parents were... Putting your best foot forward with your voice.
1: Yeah, I had some opportunities. You know, in middle school, I spoke in front of like five thousand teachers oh, at a shoot. teachers' conference, and so and people thought I was going to get in the broadcast from an early age. Right. Like they really You're thought doomed. that was yeah. So, um, you know, when I started announcing like basketball games, like I was loving it. You know, I was going crazy, and I, and like I could feel that like the energy within the arena was connected to my right. energy. You it's know, real thing, man. and it was different. Because I realized I had the ability to affect people. Mm-hmm. So I graduated college, and right after I graduated, they my school hosted this first-time-ever radio institute. Like, came out of nowhere. Some random radio, uh, radio station owner, uh, he owns a bunch of stations out in Pennsylvania, okay. invested in this program. And they were, like, bringing in on-air talent. They were bringing in advertisers. And then they brought in some voiceover talent. So I said, okay. I signed up. When? It was like a few-day thing. Mm-hmm. The voiceover talent meet the guy. Never heard of him before. Turns out he's been voicing a local Philly radio station since I was born. Mm. Right? One of my favorite stations out here. And he brought his equipment. And he had everybody in the class read on the gear. Sending everybody's demos to his team. And then the next day, we all got to hear our produced mm. stuff. So he's playing ours. That's and then, hard. So mine comes up. It sounded legit. Like, it sounded like <laughs> I, I was on I, air, I, I, like... <laughs> And we went to lunch after that, and he was like, hey, look, man, I think you could be really good at this thing, like, if something you might want to do. And I was like, all right, well, what do I need to do? Tell me. And and, and he was like, you got to just do it. And I remember looking at him like, excuse me? (laughs) Like, what? That made no sense to me. But then I realized that it made all the sense in the world. You know what I mean? Oh, my god! Like, if somebody's really, really hungry, like, you can give them this, and they'll take it here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, so and he was kind of testing me in that way, right? So he wanted to see if I really was interested. Mm-hmm. And uh I went home that summer for a summer out of college and I just started kind of starting to fall in love with the whole voiceover thing. Started working small jobs, started mm-hmm. practicing. I used to be up till like three in the morning practicing and stuff. I used to practice for MBC sports, making <laughs> up my own scripts for MCC. Before NBC you sports. even
0: talk to them, just this was this was 20, 2015
1: like oh. fresh out of 2014 2015 fresh out of college i was just i used to write for write up nfl mm-hmm. film stuff uh, Before I even started working there, and you know, kind of like the manifestation right, idea, that's right? Exactly what it is. Yeah, yeah. Just going, just going crazy in my bedroom, right. writing, recording, producing. You know, mixing. Mm. Yeah, you know, I didn't like. I really building, didn't know what I was doing, but, but you building know. your craft, though. Yeah, building yeah. your craft, and just just going hard at it. Like right. I didn't care if I was good or bad. I look. I listened to some of my old stuff. I was like, Yo, I was garbage. <laughs> Garbaggio, is how I say. it. You know, but. Everybody got to start somewhere. Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, yeah. I can attest to that now. And that's part of the, why I'm here with this show, man, is because I relate to that. But I'm just getting into it from – I can relate because playing football is part of my past, my history. That's definitely a piece of me. We'll get into that for sure. But I had all of the confidence and the attitude to just go, not even think. And then as I'm out of the game now, I'm trying to bring that same like vigor to this. Because, as you said, you just go, you just hungry, like you said. And I'm just getting into that now. And that's why, like I said, I was connected. I could just feel that we were yeah. right there in that yeah. frequency. And you've been through it. And that's the type of people that we're gonna have here that just, that's why I like have a better appreciation for music artists and just creators and anything, artists, because creating something is different. Like going out there, running down on the field, it wasn't necessarily for me, I mm-hmm. guess. It wasn't from me. It was what I did. It wasn't who I was. And I always knew I was more than that. Yeah. Into so many different things. And this is just the first step into that. And that's why, like I said, you were inspiring me from the outside. Now I'm hearing more of your story, even more so, because I've I've been hearing that for the past few years. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'm going to do it. 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 Time goes by and excuses. I just call it excuses, reasonings, excuses, but. I'm just going now. So I appreciate that. And I wanted to touch on uh, one thing you said. I guess going back to going back to getting into voice acting, you told us to start. What was the first role that you kind of like felt like,
1: all right, I'm here now, I'm doing it? The first big role? All right. Uh I signed with my like talent agency in twenty seventeen. Okay. It was July. September. Not even, like, six weeks later, Mm -hmm. I booked a daytime talk show Mm. doing promos for Harry Connick Jr. Okay. In the voiceover world, like, the promo game is very, very, very competitive. Right. I'm Very competitive. Um, Like, I I kind of, like, play in the NFL of Mm -hmm. voiceover. Okay. Right? So for (laughs) me to kind of come out the (laughs) gate and, like, basically score on my first play of the game.
0: Rookie quarterback, was crazy. First play. Yeah, first play goes for a touchdown.
1: You know what Ooh. I'm saying? So it was an everyday gig. Like, you record every day, and, like, you're on daytime talk show television. You're being seen by millions of people every day. Mm. So that was my first gig right out of the gate. And I was introduced to the NFL immediately from um, when I basically got drafted. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's very unusual. Mm-hmm. And I kind of just got thrown right into the, to the mix, like right into the fire. And I would say like within a couple, I didn't realize how big of a deal it was at the time. Right. And then maybe as a couple months went by, I was like, oh, snap, like I'm here. This is wild. (laughs) Like, this is a, this is really different. And then I started to see the potential of where, what voiceover really Mm -hmm. could be for some parts of the industry, you know? So because um, voiceover is so vast, mm-hmm. there's a lot of work. I mean, it's a fifteen billion dollar business, you know, which I a lot of people don't realize. This, yeah. I didn't know that. No, big money industry. It really is, and there is an upper echelon as far as the qu- type of work that can pay out, you know, really good, mm-hmm. uh, really well for ta- for for voice actor uh, talent. So, but it, but like I said, it's incredibly incredibly competitive and uh just i guess being prepared and doing the training and coaching that i got before then really helped me um because the coach that i worked with before i signed with my agency he would tell me listen you're about to go to the nfl Mm -hmm. and he's like that's great and he's like the crazy thing is you're going to the nfl straight from high school you're skipping college right and this is what he told me he said that's cool but now you're in the nfl Mm. How do you go up against the Tom Brady's, the Drew Brees's, the Philip? At the time, they were all still playing. Right. But, you know, he's saying, How do you compete against? He's like, You're in the one, you're going to be in the 1%, -hmm. right? But now you got to compete against the 1% of the 1%. And like, do you want to be a third stringer or you want to be a starter? Uh. And I was like, "Mm." Okay. <laughs> Thank God he was a Saints fan because he was able to translate voice o- football right. into voiceover terms. So it was really easy for me to understand his type of coaching. And he really helped me excel uh, within a few months. It was like I went from here to here because it was like an intensive. Mm-hmm. You know, we really took the time to get my uh, – ability and skill and talent from uh, beginners. It was still an amateur beginner mm-hmm. type, but I was ready to compete. You he know? saw that. Exactly. He saw that in yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. That takes...
0: I pay attention to a lot of like leadership like that. And yeah. There's different styles. I'm an observer. So when I go, when I'm working in these places, no matter where I was, in, in the NFL, college football, I'm always just observing how things work from the top down. And like, uh, it's like, it's aggravating like the lack of leadership within Mm -hmm. a lot of just places in life. And you need more people like that that truly can see, you know, the talent in someone and who know who to pour something into who, you know, just got to run their own race. Some people, some people can't take guidance and it's going to take for them to like crash out before they get it. But I love that. I love that. And and I know you have a, um, an eye for, for film still. And just outside of just voiceover actor, you're into a lot of things. Tell us about the things you've been consulting on and just what you like. What are you watching nowadays? And
1: what's your kind of eye for film? And Yeah, it's, it's funny because, you know, uh, you talked about artistry and creating. And, you know, and I'm an artist who consumes a mm-hmm. lot because I try to, you know, draw inspiration from a lot of different places. like. Stuff that's very unconventional right. for what you would think, <laughs> right? Like YouTube. Like I, I think YouTube is the greatest thing ever created. Like, <laughs> what rabbit holes uh, are you down? Well, listen. First of all, I'm like I, I watch a lot of like video essays, like geopolitical stuff. Get okay. in um, a lot of like. Uh, the mind behind like how chefs run their kitchens and restaurants yes, um you know I watch a lot of automotive stuff, automotive journalism, like I love wheels and like cars and how cars go, electric cars, gas cars you know so i'm into uh, video games, love video games like I love video you know uh, voice acting for video games i got a lot of colleagues that work mm. in the video game uh, voiceover industry, you know, so I always try to like consume different types of media that are talking about different types of things. Cause the world is a complex place. The more you try to understand, you know, the more well-rounded you can be, you can walk into a room and have all different types of conversations, you know? Um, um but as far as what I'm watching, I know I'm, I'm digging into suits right now. I'm going on a suits oh, binge Netflix on Netflix. It's going crazy. <laughs> I'm on, on the last season. Um, oh, dang, finish. Uh, yeah, I'm about to finish. <laughs> I watch a lot of Apple TV stuff, uh, Invasion, um, Foundation. I love sci-fi, always did. Amen. Like The Matrix Amen. is OG for me, so i um, been digging into some of that. Um, and trying to watch some movies here and there. Just checked out um, uh, Indiana Jones, just watched Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, oh, which was absolutely that. fire. Um, and just really trying to keep my... Eyes to the—I was going to say ears to the street, but you know, don't make sense. But keep my eyes to the screen for yeah. different types of stuff. And, uh, yeah, my my subscriptions page on YouTube is wild. <laughs> like, I got audio engineering to, you know, traveling to other countries to— uh, I was watching uh, uh, Camping in Korea last night just because I like the ASMR vibes of it. Okay, so I don't know. It's just I always try to broaden, your mix, it yeah, try to mix it up. Ah. Yeah, try to mix it up. Yeah, try to mix it up.
0: That's what this show is about, and that's what I want to do, want to help people do. And speaking to gentlemen like this, man, come on now. We are potting. We're potting. <laughs> that's what I'm doing. We're here. We're going. Everything you said just is a testament
1: to what how I
0: am also. Maybe not that deep, but Yeah, I'll be I, deep
1: with it. I, I, I know I'm <laughs> deep with it. You know? My but wife that's... thinks I'm crazy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> She thinks I'm crazy
0: But that's the people I want to speak with man Because I enjoy that I'm just I'm interested Just in how interested In many things That you are yeah. uh, Into And I love that she, You can rap My dad uh, He's a car guy He's got he's got <laughs> his car YouTube I'll plug his YouTube We're gonna get that Going too More uh, But yeah, he's like re- uh, Restoring a a donk he had a, Oh um, wow 1969 Thunderbird Don't be mad at me If I got that wrong But it's it's an um, old-school whip he's put together. He's in, invested in over the last few years and doing a YouTube thing, and he can talk cars all day. Yeah. I go to car shows with him when I can. I'm not that deep into it as much as he would like, but I enjoy it. I, I just enjoy the surface level, like, oh, that whip looked fire.
1: Yeah, oh, like, yeah. I would yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. And I know one of the things that, like, I try to be very conscious of and intentional of over the last couple of years is, like, when I'm on YouTube to really, like – listen to other masters of their craft. Mm-hmm. Right. So like last year I started following this um, auto detailer. Right. And like this dude has his own channel and he's amazing. The mm-hmm. amount of knowledge that he has about how to treat, you know, like mouse stains and restoration vehicles is crazy. And then he came out with his own line of, you know, products and stuff. But there's a reason why this guy is as good as he is because mm-hmm. his experience is unmatched. Like, McLaren calls this dude and says, we got a new car down in Manhattan. We need you to touch it up. Mm. Like straight, like they're unveiling it. And they're like, before we reveal it to any potential customers, we need to call you. You know, so it's like, he's that guy. That's how good he is. And, you know, he goes there with us in a, he comes up in a Porsche. Like he doesn't come in a van. He got everything in a Porsche and he brings all his tools out and he talks about, Look at this. Look at that. Like, I'm going to go over it with my light. And there's a reason why I do this. And Mm -hmm. I, you know, through my years of experience. And the reason why I started following other masters of their craft, because everybody's got a process, right? Everybody has their own way of doing things. And the way that they've been doing them for so long has gotten to them to this level of mastery right? And one of my coaches that I used to work with, the guy that I mentioned earlier mm-hmm. that was converting football terms into voiceovers. Saints fan, yeah. Yeah, big Saints fan. <laughs> he would tell me there's three eyes to mastery. There's imitation, there's integration, and then there's innovation, mm-hmm. right? And he says, you know, you start off imitating other people, right? Impersonating other people. Uh, the second phase is uh, integration. You take what you've consumed and you apply kind of your own swag to it, Mm -hmm. right? That second eye, though, can take 30, 40 years before you get to the third eye, right? And then that third eye is innovation. When you are creating and you are putting out where it is so uniquely you That now other people are starting with their first eye impersonating you. You know what I'm saying? So there's three eyes to mastering, and some people have achieved that. And Mm -hmm. and I really think that people that I consider masters would not consider themselves at their third eye. Exactly. (laughs) So even in my own mentality, there's a lot of things that I do in my life. Right? I'm I'm involved in a lot of different things. But to me, I wake up some days and like, man, I ain't doing enough. You know, Ah. I don't do enough stuff. But when I take a step back I'm like all right I actually I need to chill out cuz mm-hmm. I'm tired you know but there's a lot of times where I feel like I'm stagnant mm-hmm. I'm not moving forward I'm not doing something new I'm not I'm I'm being complacent right. even though I'm not but that's just how I'm hardwired
0: How do you mm-hmm. how do you get yourself out is it literally you pulling yourself up from the bootstraps family wife kids Coaches, or yeah, I might pick food. up the phone,
1: call a friend, a mm-hmm. colleague who's, and then they're like, the colleague might tell me, "Oh yeah, I'm working on this, I'm dropping that, right. we got this going on," and I'm like, "Oh yeah, I need to get back <laughs> in my duffel, you know, I need to go, you know, go take a coaching class." Like mm-hmm. I still get coaching, like I still, nice. I still pick up coaching. I work with three different coaches on rotation, um, just to keep my skills intact mm-hmm. and make sure I can kind of keep my ears to the street about how I need to pick up on new skills and stuff like that within the industry. You know so I'm trying to always like stay involved with mm-hmm. something, whether it's volunteering whether it's um consulting whether it's doing creative development, mm-hmm. whether it's you know uh focusing on my craft I'm always trying to do better be better, move forward right I love that can you uh can you tell us take us what is improving your
0: craft and your voice when you meet with these coaches mm-hmm. just to dive deeper into voice over acting mm-hmm. with the terminology and everything I, like I that go, but
1: I can go very deep. You know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but That's I understand good. what you mean yeah <laughs> um but yeah like what type of what does that look like is it coming in the studio is it like voice draw i'm I'm very curious
1: no it's funny because in the beginning like when you're coaching and you're learning a lot more about how to be a voice actor there's a lot of like leaps and bounds that mm-hmm. you're taking you're trying to get from here to there you're trying to get from here to here right at this stage of the game a lot of what I'm working on is going from here to there and a micro it's just. Very small adjustments that happen to make very large differences. Mm -hmm. But it's a lot of tweaking, little tweak here, little tweak there, little tweak there. And that's really what I try to work on. And in the beginning, a lot of it was working on the technical aspect of voiceover. Now, you know, the way it was put to me was I had done a really great job of focusing on how to build a picture frame. And what I needed to learn how to do a lot better was to actually paint the picture within the frame. Right. Mm-hmm. So that was the technicality aspect of it that I worked on first. And then the art aspect of it was what I tried to work on since then. And really, I'm trying to build upon the art side of painting a picture instead mm-hmm. of building a confr- uh, a frame, building a frame. That's really a carpenter's job. Yeah, right. Technical. But the artist is the one that's painting the picture, you know. So and if you can kind of put those two things together, it's a recipe for success. But um, the second eye and mastery takes time, mm-hmm. you know? So that's what we're still working on. Yeah. People don't want to hear 30, 40 years. No, right no. There. And <laughs> you know what? I got time to wait. Like I'm willing. <laughs> hey, look, I I had mentioned to you off, off, off air before, you know, 1% mm-hmm. of progress is progress. You know, as long as you're not going the other direction. And if you go in the other direction, just try to bounce back twice as hard, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I always try to play the long game. I'm not in it for the short, right. the short term success so to speak i think playing the long game is way more important and enjoying the process like it's like when you play a football game right Mm -hmm. the best part about the game is not the end of the game right it's playing the game (laughs) right like playing is what's so fun i'm playing the game Mm. right Mm. and i enjoy playing the game and some people want to win the game in the first quarter and that's fine right but like you want to go to the super bowl it's you got to win one game you win the next game. And sometimes you got to lose you lose a game yeah, to a division yeah. opponent, right? <laughs> and you want but you still got to stay the course. You still got to keep pushing. And then you know in the off season, you got to go three times as hard mm-hmm. because that's when championships are really won. Mm. You know, so when people have no idea when you're you know, when you're working behind the scenes. If I don't ha- and when I didn't have work. Right. What was I doing? Right. I was <laughs> going three times as hard because i'm like i need to get myself back right. another job you know so it's grinding. really a lot about that grinding that nobody is seeing mm-hmm. you know uh the whole character thing what are you yep. doing when the door is no closed when no one's watching so yeah that's a lot of how we got here and then and, and the older i get and the more i've been able to work on and do and accomplish the more i realize people who are truly successful in this world they work unbelievably hard. Yeah. And yeah. when you get to a certain point, you got to work even harder. Right. Right. Because now the stakes are way higher, you know. So like the stakes for me are way higher now mm-hmm. than they were back then. And, and my hustle is as hard, but it's not the same. Mm-hmm. Right. It's a different type of hustle now that mm. I'm doing different things. That's but I'm still hustling like crazy. It's just it's the foundation's been built. Right. Before I was actually laying the concrete. To build it. Right. Now the concrete's been built. Right? But I gotta maintain the home. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. kind of how you gotta look at it. Because right. I I remember uh, last season when I was at films. Mm-hmm. Were you
0: sick or something happened? They told us after it was like, oh yeah, EJ. it's Like I don't
1: know if you were in a hospital or. Oh yeah, I had pneumonia. Oh, oh yeah, that was bad. But they
0: said you were still working in the hospital. 100%. <laughs> 100%. Bro, was like...
1: Oh, 100%. <laughs> oh, man, I booked, like, three different movie trailer campaigns, did them from the hospital bed. That's I had crazy. a blanket and, like, threw the blanket over me. Oh, yeah, I'm a monster I said, when it comes I think, to work. Was working. there a picture? Nah, nah, nah. Nah, oh, nah I'm no, making it up my head. Nah. But. Oh, yeah, nah, nah. Word. Yeah, I had pneumonia. Like, couldn't breathe on the oxygen machine. It was wild, man. Like. I was like, man, I never had pneumonia before. So I came out of nowhere. Mm. Nowhere. And uh yeah, woke up, uh, just didn't feel good. Went to the went to the ER and was like it was crazy. Still so, grinding. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I don't stop, bro. <laughs> I forget I mean it was I think it was inside uh the NFL. Yeah, I and, did inside from the from the hospital. Yeah, okay, bed. that was yeah. what it was. I, I didn't have for, uh, twice. Okay, yeah. Twice. I mean, yeah. Was it two weeks? You remember yeah, two weeks? Yeah, it was like <laughs> I went in on a Monday and I I was there for a while. I was there for like ten days, mm. and the next Wednesday I got discharged and I did it. So Tuesday to, and Tuesday I had to do it. I remember. Got it done. It was the one week. I wasn't inside too much, but I had a
0: piece. And it was you know it was from the other side. I was like, oh mm-hmm. shoot, like what's gonna happen? Who's yeah. in this EJ? Something happened. EJ's in the hospital.
1: <laughs> and it was like, oh
0: no, he still did it. It's we're good. You know
1: what's crazy? Regular, Delivered my best play of the season. Really? Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. And they said that too. They were like, did, did you just? Did you just deliver the best, like, read all year? And I was like, yes. Knocking them out yes. the now let, me, now, let me go to sleep. All right, thank you. Goodbye. That's um, funny. That's funny. You know what was even funnier? So I'm 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 reading for Inside, and I'm in the hospital. I got the blanket on me. You know, obviously, mm-hmm. the people at the hospital was like, what is this dude doing? Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm under it. a blanket. Like, I got all my gear and stuff. So out of nowhere, get this crazy. I'm on the line with the producers. Get this crazy knock on the door. Been told my nurses, "Hey, I'm gonna be unavailable at this time. Like, please don't come in, lady." Someone's banging on my door, and I'm like, "I told y'all, like, I'm busy, Mm -hmm. right?" The door opens. Now I don't know what's happening because I'm under the blanket. Door opens. All I hear all this noise, like rustling of the trash can, and I come up from under the blanket. It's the cleaning lady. Uh so the cleaning lady comes in don't say a word just making all this noise and I said ma'am can you like can you leave? I'll be just a minute. Mm. Di- I'm like So I'm literally on the line with the producers and they're like EJ what's going on? And I'm like guys the cleaning lady is not trying to leave. Like she ain't leaving. Grinding. And they were like can you kick her out? I was like I tried but she gave me like you know she like a you know she like somebody black grandma, like, and I ain't trying to really disrespect her. You yeah, know what you mean? Put, she put that tone yeah, on. Yeah, like, like, right. she put the, and I'm like, I asked you nicely. And she wasn't having it, so I, I had to let her finish cleaning the room, and then we got back to
0: work. But hey, shout out to her grinding. Yeah, you know I, I guess saying? so. She
1: put me in my place. So. Doing her job. I told I, t- I I found out she did not make the final cut, unfortunately, in mm. the recording. Thank God, because I probably would have lost my job. But That's uh, yeah, it was all good. But yeah, a couple times, you know, especially like in the trailer promo game, you gotta. You got to be ready to work at a moment's notice, actually. That's a whole other side of it. Availability. Oh, yeah. I mean, when you do trailers and stuff, they, like, an ASAP read for, like, anything that's not a trailer is, like, oh, we need it in a couple hours. Mm -hmm. That's, like, ASAP. In trailers, when they say we need it ASAP, that means they needed it 20 minutes ago. So, like, I I go to a restaurant with the wife. Mm -hmm. I sit down, like, my butt touches the chair. Boom. Email. We need it now. All right. Right to the right back to the car. It's a different lifestyle. Take it and send it out. So you always keep gear on you. I assume. I don't leave the crib without. It. I got my gear in the car right now because you never know. Right? Yeah. I mean, I've oh, I worked on some campaigns. They called me one o'clock in the morning Sunday night. Need it? Yeah. We got hey, we were trying to air this promo during the Bachelor tomorrow night. <laughs> we need We need you to do this right now. I'm like, all right, I'll be ready in 15 minutes. Stay ready you ain't gotta get ready. Hey, look, man, that's part of the game. Like like I said, I'm playing the game, but the game requires you to play at the high if you try and play at the highest level, you gotta play. In the league, You baby. gotta play. Yeah. So I don't complain about it because that's what I signed up for. You know right, what I'm saying? But right. Uh, And me, I'm like, I'm very humble. Like I'm humble pie, but I am super competitive. Mm -hmm. Like I like to win. Like you know, if I'm if I'm playing, we playing a game. I'm playing to win. I'm not playing to (laughs) play. I'm playing to win. You play to win the game. When I first met my wife, she took me to her family's house for Christmas, and they love playing board games and stuff. I was in there making a scene. (laughs) scene. It was it was guys versus girls. we were playing taboo. And her Ooh. uncle was drawing and struggling. And I basically pulled him aside and said, you need to get your stuff together because I am not trying to lose. And if you want to keep acting like this, you're going to sit at the end of the bench. Right, right. And yo, everybody was looking at me like, yo, what's wrong with this dude? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what's up with this dude? And uh, my mother-in-law looked at my wife and was like, oh, you found a perfect match. Because my wife is super competitive, too. So I was like. I play to win. My wife plays to win. So when we play board games, like it's, it's all, on. Like it's I don't. I, you know, it's funny. I will not play her in Monopoly because mm. she cheats. <laughs> Because nah, but for real, for real, she's a super good at Monopoly. <laughs> if you and, ain't like, cheating, you ain't trying. I mean, she's she, yeah, no, no, if you get no, caught, no, 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 she's just wild. She's she. she's wilding, and I won't, <laughs> I, I don't condone it, I don't condone it. So, we play something else, <laughs> uh, funny. but yeah, so just super competitive. But you know, I think that you can be like super humble and super hungry at the same time, you yeah. know what I mean? There's nothing wrong with humble that, beast. but like, yeah, so if you're playing at at that level, like. You got to, you got to do everything you got to do to compete. So, and that's it. Yeah, that's it. Oh, bro. That's,
0: that's what I'm trying to do, man. I'm literally soaking in every word in your saying, man. It's, I know it's true because I've seen it on the athletic side and I'm just trying to translate that here. And I mean, I tell people, that's why I love football. I mean, I know we've all, we're all part of football, um, it really like emulates life, and I, that's that's the one message. Whenever I go talk to team or old teams or kids, I wish I had more time talk to them like that. It really just emulates life because you can take any lesson from football, good bad. Like you said, it's about being in the moment, playing in the game. You got to get out there, and then just have fun with it. Do what yeah. you do what you want to do, what yeah. you dream of, and
1: yeah. and give it your all. Give yeah, I mean, yeah got to give it your all when you're out there. Ain't no half-stepping. Right, you right, right, that. right. Get hurt right. like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, been there. Yeah. I've been there. I know you've been there, too. It's <laughs> yeah. No joke. Um, Let's get back to, you know, some of your work. Funny, so I actually, like, that whole scenario about, like, uh, mm. the, the film noir thing, I actually used that same inspiration one time to tell a documentary story about a true crime series. mm and I was working on a true crime doc and and I was trying to figure out how do I want to tell this story and and I remember I was I was talking to one of my coaches. He was just like, Man, like I could really feel like the the trench coat with the rain vibes. And I remember <laughs> thinking like, oh, like I'm gonna call and, and remember I talked to you about like when I coach, like mm-hmm. it's about pulling out of my tool belt mm-hmm. at a moment's notice. And that was something I put in there a few a couple of years ago. <sighs> that's hard. You know? So I just call back on it and then just use it and then ride with it. You mm-hmm. know. So that's hard. Yeah. So well, tell us where you're at now. I know you like you say you've
0: been a long time <laughs> voice, NBC Sports inside the NFL. Yeah. But, uh, you've just, uh, I guess, taken another step in that direction. Tell us about that,
1: yeah. Um, man, I don't want to sound like I'm like bragging here. You know, <laughs> please don't. No. Uh, this is
0: the place to brag <laughs> for people that won't brag outside. Please yeah, come I'm, I'm, it. I'm
1: a very humble dude, I, oh, I like doing what I do, and uh, I usually don't talk about it too much, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, doing Sunday Night Football on NBC. Uh, I just uh, kicked off the NFL season with the uh, Detroit Lions and the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh thank you. Thank you. Uh this is my uh third season doing Sunday Night Football. Uh I've been a voice of the Golf Channel for the last 3 years. Uh been the voice of Freeform for the last 4 years. Yep. Uh DAZN, I'm the uh international English voice for DZone Boxing, been doing that okay. since uh 2018. Um I do a lot of work for NFL films, uh Top 100 Inside the NFL. It yeah, man, I'm excited well, for you as well, uh, yeah. obviously. But I'm excited for that show. I love the kind of switch up Me too. they just did. Me too. I think it was a necessary uh, uh, evolution, evolution of the show. Yes. Um. And I think that's got a lot of great potential. And uh, I think it's just up to us to get it there. So yeah. I think, uh, you know, we'll build on the first episode and just keep building as the season goes on and continue to have fun with it, man. Yeah,
0: I love that. I love that. I'm looking forward to that. Um, you mentioned um. Well, I want you to speak on uh, thirty-one nights of Halloween you did. <laughs> okay. Cause like we say you're a very um uh, broad, perspective
1: guy sure, and sure. Working outside of sports. So tell us about that. Yeah, no, that's good. Uh, it's funny because right before I became a voice of freeform, I was focusing a lot on when I was training. I was doing like I spent 2019 training every week. Mm. I invested a lot of money, a lot of time, like and that's another stuff that a lot of people won't talk about, like who really are. Like, I invested a lot Mm. into my craft, like a whole lot. From January to December, every week, Mm. I was doing training. deposits. Oh, yeah. And was it cheap? Absolutely not. But I was using (laughs) the money that I was making to Mm -hmm. invest in myself. Mm -hmm. And um, my coach was, like, getting me ready for, like, we were doing Halloween scripts. We were just working on Halloween stuff. And I got an audition, like, two weeks after we had just finished doing some Halloween stuff. And I felt so ready Mm, to do halloween and uh that's that was my introduction of freeform and 31 nights of halloween and uh, as a matter of fact i just wrapped up six scripts uh over the last two days doing 31 nights of halloween we're already it's already that time of the uh, the year again spooky season yeah so that's that's how i got (laughs) on because when i was practicing i was like i was telling them, i really want to like get into like spooky you know and i started like doing this thing with my fingers when i would read, kind of like an evil genius so 31 nights of halloween all october long only on freeform oh, and that was how i did my audition and they called me like you want to do this job you and, got and, it, uh, yeah and, and i've been with them ever As since has. and uh, uh i really enjoy doing the halloween stuff and 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 getting to do a different side of me, but you know it's it's acting you know i yeah. really got to fall into the the role that or the character that i need to tell that story nice i love that yeah. i love that <laughs>
0: but how can you not call them back yeah,
1: yeah. cuz it's a whole vibe like it's got to come up for it. Right. like i remember uh basically when i coach, like what we're trying to accomplish is adding tools to mm-hmm. the tool belt right mm-hmm. so, I, so i'll spend an hour in a coaching session for something that i'm going to need in a, in, a, in a moment's notice right And what we talked about with the Halloween stuff is like, bring, bring the energy up from the floor. Mm. Like, like, like it's like, yeah, like, you know, it's like something's creep, something's creeping in. Yeah. Something's coming up. Like, you know, I'm a Christian, so (laughs) I got to make sure there's a, there's a fine separation between my work and, and, and who I am, but and uh and making sure that i keep myself detached from certain yeah. halloween aspects yeah. but i love doing horror films for movie trailers so that's something <laughs> i really enjoy but um but i wanted to kind of bring up this energy from the floor that was like and you can see as i'm raising my you can see mm-hmm. me kind of ch- like yeah. channeling that energy and then i try to project it into the character that i'm providing for the for the piece <laughs> so you know um it there's a, it's an art to it you know yeah. and, that, and that's why i talked about the masters and their processes and how they figured things out and how to do a thing that mm-hmm. might be like something this small in the course of their work, but it's game changing. Yeah. You know, I feel like it's, I'm learning, it's like there's layers to it. It's oh, not just, absolutely. a voice
0: and I talk. It's no, no, those micro layers <laughs> to just make it,
1: you know, hit the oh, way yeah. you, you want. It to. The voice is really 25% of the deal, mm. there's 75% of the business side, the art side, the communication side, the relatability side, the personality side, the you know, the personable side, mm-hmm. the way you work with producers, the way you work with casting directors and it's a, there's all it's so much more complicated than what people see on the surface. Right. It's like most things, most yeah. professionals make what they do look super easy. Yeah. You think LeBron makes what he does look very easy. Jordan made it look easy, Tom Brady made it look easy, but you and I both know there was an unbelievable Hours. amount of work taking place behind the scenes. You know? Hours, yeah, yeah. Shoot,
0: man, this is a pivot. Uh, but you speaking on, you know, setting a boundary between what you what you're working on. I'm not sure if you saw um, Snowfall actor,
1: uh, uh, um, Danson, 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 absolutely speak
0: on like he really felt a little what a hold was
1: on his spirit yes. from the role he had yes. to take on
0: so that's what you can speak to that that's yes. a real
1: that's a real thing because when you give you know what people don't understand about even like just like actors for television and movies mm-hmm. what people don't understand is the amount of energy mm-hmm. that they put into their work it they become who you see who they portray like he became franklin <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean like he became franklin site he was a he was a you know and I I love the show I just you know I just finished the final season. Oh where? You know I want to rewatch it. Oh it's he he was amazing you know and but he was you invite this character mm-hmm. into you right good bad it's a lot of what the amount of energy that actors put into it it's Life changing. Yeah. It's life alter. I mean, you know, rest in, rest uh, in peace to Heath Ledger. Mm-hmm. You know, people talk about his role with the Joker, and they said, "Well, did 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 him being the Joker affect his life in real life?" And and I'm sure that it, it had did. To. You know, I'm sure that it yeah. that it had some type of. It's so intense. They're mm-hmm. so intentional with making the. Um, they call it making choices. You have to make a choice when you act. You know, um, you make a choice to say this line that way. You make a choice to. Um, provide this type of emotion mm. it's all about making choices within acting so even in voice acting you got to make a choice right so when I did the uh, that was a choice <laughs> you know that was a choice that I chose but that's also what helped set me apart for the role right. you know so some choices work some don't but it can definitely take a toll on uh, on the actor I mean from a consumable you know site,
0: I believe that because I believe those characters. Like, I think that's what makes, obviously, makes the shows so, you know, tough. Amazing. Like, yeah. Yo, that's really, that's why I like fiction. Me and my brother go back and forth on just content debates. Like, I didn't really like that movie. It was too this. He's like, it's too fake and this. I'm like, but that's kind of what television film is. It's to take you somewhere else to what that show, film, movie is doing. Yes. And that's the same thing I feel with music. I really appreciate. I may not like what they saying, but someone that takes me to whatever they going through, whether it's the sh- streets of Compton or whatever, or their heart is broken in Australia, laying by the river, whatever it may be, they can take me there. I was like, dang, mm-hmm. I feel that, and yeah. that's why I, I, you know, I want to speak to you no know, creators and just artists like that because I'm my I'm being my perspective is being brought
1: into that world of, and even with music, like I I love music, mm-hmm. right, and I personally think, and this is my own humble opinion, that all art aspires to be music, to be what music is as far as art, because you mm-hmm. can listen to a song, and that song can transport you to a time and place 20 years ago. You know exactly where you were, you knew exactly what you were doing, boom, and mm-hmm. it like comes in your head yeah. like that. You know, and there's songs I listen to. Oh, I remember exactly where I was (laughs) or I have a there's an album I listen to and it reminds me of driving with my mom to Mm -hmm. the Philadelphia Mills Mall when it was still the Franklin Mills Mall, you know, so I and and like I remember and I remember what video game I was playing Uh. at the time. Like that's how deep of art music is to a lot of people, you know, it transports so many people to so many places. So, um, you know, it's just art and it's such a beautiful thing as a human form of connection and. It's why humanity is amazing. Yeah, we yeah. need music, man. I always say that to uh,
0: Nothing Was the Same, has always been my favorite Drake album. Mm. A lot of my homies can attest to it because we were going through the same thing. And just, yeah, literally just talking about it, it takes me to freaking campus, college campus, yeah. Penn State, freshman year, cold, first time away from home, rainy days, gotta walk the whole campus, get back to practice, and just. That was on my little iPad shuffle. Yeah. My boys laughed at me. <laughs> I always been late with like technology. Like, hey, hey, it don't
1: matter. Whatever fools <laughs> your boat, man. That's all that matters.
0: Like I wasn't an iPhone user until like 2015, 16.
1: Uh, same, same. <laughs> I was uh, okay, Android all day for a long time, but you know.
0: See, I didn't even have an Android. Uh, I always was like just different. Like <laughs> I oh, yeah, had that's the... different. <laughs> that's different.
1: That's real different.
0: <laughs> I had the uh, I had a Windows phone. I don't know if nobody was even up on it, <laughs> but everyone was like, yo, what huh? phone is that? <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what the name of it was, but long story short, um, I got an iPhone like 2015, 16, and I didn't have to use the iPod Shuffle anymore, but the iPod Shuffle got me through freshman, sophomore year. I was going through it. Yeah, man. I think we
1: all come In to a way. point. We got music that... That came to us at a time where like we needed to hear certain mm-hmm. things. I know for me it was Born Center by J Cole, the mm-hmm. whole album, like one of my shut up Cole no. favorites. Of, it was 2012, and I think I was I had just turned 20. It was mm-hmm. like the summer I turned 20, and I was working. I used to work on a golf course doing maintenance. So I was like cutting fairways, cutting okay. greens, cutting uh, tees, and uh, doing all the landscaping and stuff. And, Is that where you got into golf, or were you always? No, nah, I mean I, I didn't get into golf till recently. Um, but I really what what that started summer. Paying. Not even that I think it was more that summer was more about character, like mm-hmm. it was more about like figuring out like like I had to learn how to take pride in my work, right, because if I didn't, I was getting yelled at by my yeah. boss, but I was like, all right, like I'm gonna cut this in a certain way, I'm gonna get up at 4:30, six days a week and be on the be on the course doing my job, mm-hmm. and I had to do a good job, and I really started to care, and the album that I would listen to uh born center like J. Cole was talking about transitions in life. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, huh. 20 and like becoming a man. And you know, it was just, it was just one of those albums that just to this day, yeah. like it just speaks it's just on my heart, you know? It's on my heart. I love that. Shoot. And
0: Cole, that's I can attest to that more recently in my life. Like you said, transition. I always been a fan of Cole, but he wasn't in a rotation that <laughs> heavy. But nowadays it's like I'm on that whole like He's on that Mount Rushmore. People don't necessarily, unless you're a real Cole fan, don't want to put him up there, but it, it, it speaks to you differently.
1: Oh, yeah. It speaks to you differently. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just like, I feel like some of the lyrics are like written, right, engraved in my <laughs> brain, and it could just spit out. Like, I can hear the beat, and I'll just start like rapping mm-hmm. right with him. Been a concert? Yeah, he came to my school. Okay. Um, I don't know how my school pulled these artists. Like, <laughs> I saw Kendrick in college, like a month after he dropped Good Kid Mad City. Mm-hmm craziest concert to Ooh. this to this day to this day <laughs> i, I was in the K-Dot. front row rapping every word yeah and like i knew him as k-dot i mm. was listening to section 80 mm. and um i was listening to his stuff uh, cartoons and cereal mm-hmm. you know with mm-hmm. gunplay i mean i i'm a i was a Die hard, still am a die right. hard Kendrick fan, and and then he just popped up at school in the spring like, what good kid <laughs> Man, ride this it on is that. A, What school is this? I went to Bloomsburg in Bloomsburg. Pennsylvania, it's mm. about an hour away from Penn State. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were like, Yeah, we're bringing Kendrick in. <laughs> where, 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 where the tickets at? Right, like, let right, me sign right. up. I so. need that. Oh, uh, what it, yeah, what a time. Wiz Khalifa came like right I after Cabin Fever a came uh-huh. out. The mixtape, I'm like, Mixtape Wiz, bro, different. Uh, I still listen. to Oh, Wiz Khalifa is top five for yeah, me. Bro, it's
0: I, I top five for me. My high school boys know, like, I really thought I was part of Taylor Gang at a certain point in high cause, school.
1: because <laughs> we were part of Taylor Gang. We were part of Taylor Gang. I couldn't wear chucks, though, because I was, like, my 280 guy. pounds and my knees hurt. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like I couldn't wear the chucks, man. That's it's funny. Couldn't T-G-O-D. do it. T-G-O-D.
0: Yeah, T-G-O-D, man. That's funny. Yeah. Now, K-Dot, shout out my brother, Bean. My big brother, Keenan, Uh definitely. I mean, older brother, influenced heavy by him, definitely musically. So I was, he's, was he, six, five years older than me. At that time, I think he was in high school, so I was getting put on. I was just, you know, listening to what he was listening to. So same with you, heavy on K-Dot, the early K-Dot. Yeah. Section 80s. Yeah. And it's like, I don't think I understood half of what was he was saying, but it sounded good. Yeah. And now it's like, like you said, it's still in rotation. Well,
1: he's mean, it's like he's so mainstream now that yeah. like not, not nothing against that, but it was like music always changes. I don't oh care yeah. Say. Yeah, Oh yeah. It changes. But the mixtape, just the mixtape era the message in general was just different. Yeah, mm-hmm. It was different. So yeah. Love me. <laughs> love me some music, man. Love me
0: some music. I can, I can dig it. I can dig it. So, uh, you told us about, you know, the fun role. What was, what was, what was most difficult? Gave you the most strife, stress, maybe you couldn't just hit that pitch or whatever it was the right way. Um, uh,
1: Mm. Or have you just
0: been knocking them out the park? Because, hey, you still in that zone, you're in that zone.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've been fortunate enough to really, like, connect quickly with a producer talk, or with a script. I mean, I'm, I'm just being honest. <laughs> but the, I think where, I don't think it's necessarily a role, because there really aren't too many roles that I, like, don't like. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say that there are times when, like, you work with a producer who maybe isn't aware of, what it is that they actually want mm-hmm, in a yeah, session yeah so sometimes they'll make you do something a lot like i was working on a commercial and sometimes just in a commercial game they just they just ask for a lot mm-hmm. right so i mean i did 75 takes of two different lines oh. <laughs> and i'm like and i was kind of like listen There's only a few different ways that these two lines can be said, and we're at 75. I'm not really sure if if you don't have it now. I don't know if I'm going to give it to you, you know, but they're paying for the time, so I'm going to give them the time, but Mm -hmm. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Um, But to the most part, and for the majority of my career, um, I've really enjoyed working with every producer, and I've never had any bad blood. I've been fired in the middle of a session before, Mm. not, I didn't do anything wrong, but uh, they just decided to they like I got hired to be the voice of Fox Sports Wisconsin okay and I got fired in the middle of my session after like a week and they were like "Ah, oh, we just decided to change directions and oh okay producer it wasn't his call right but he was like um yeah I just got the email they just let you go mm. I was like so am I gonna like do we gotta read and he's like yeah, I don't think so. And that was it. And <laughs> they pay you yeah. still for your time. Uh, yeah, or? I still got paid for my okay. time, but then they ended up hiring somebody else. And but sometimes it'd be like that. And yeah. Like I you said, you're gonna lose a game. You're gonna oh, drop the yeah. ball. Yeah, or? you're gonna miss. You're gonna miss a three. You're gonna, mm-hmm. you know, miss an open receiver or miss a block. So you just keep pushing. Yeah. You know, play yeah, yeah, the next keep playing.
0: So uh, whoever's in my circle and I give advice, it's always the same way. Football advice. You know, they say, well, playing defense in general, but being a corner got to have a short memory. Yeah, Don't yeah.
1: let your last play affect your next play, you yeah, know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And that's just got to keep rolling down. The, the the nature of the business is I work in entertainment and mm. things can change very quickly, mm-hmm. you know. So I'm been uh been keeping that mentality since the beginning. I can dig it. I can dig it. I want
0: to go back to you being you saying you're uh you're a humble man and I can definitely attest to that. But that's part of that's been part of my procrastination at the same time. Okay. But this is just I'm humble and I forget god's sake i hate talking about myself just as we're saying getting a little older indulging in life and i think it's one of my greatest gifts is really just relating having the ability to relate with anyone uh and have those conversations because i find myself in random places talking to random people and and it doesn't bother me at all i enjoy it and i just enjoy the conversation so that's that's has been where i want to take this and you know get my other person side of personality out there as you spoke on as well and but at the same time, I'm like, I think I'm one of the most quietly confident people you ever meet, though. At the same time, like, anyone that know me is like, nah, I can do that. I can, I can do that. You know, I'm not going to oh, say yeah, that, man. but they know, like, I can do better than that. I yeah, can.
1: but dude, quiet, excellence quiet excellence is huge. Okay. Yeah, I mean, because like you can, there's nothing like, <laughs> I, I mean, humility is, humility will open more doors for you than, than, than being arrogant mm-hmm. and having an ego, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But you can be humble and still be a hungry dog. Right. You know what I right. mean? Like I'm going to go after it, but mm-hmm. I don't have to necessarily talk about it. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause really you can get to a point where the stuff that you've done, your accomplishments and everything you achieved, that'll enter the room before you do yep. speak for, you it. know? So yeah. what do I really need to say? Like, right. what do I need to talk about? Like everything that you need to know is in the work, like is in what you see me working on and what I'm doing. Like, And I don't have to talk about anything, really. I'll walk in the room, keep my mouth shut, and they can play 20 different spots that I've worked Mm -hmm. on. And then it's like, well, what do I need to talk about? (laughs) I mean, you you see the effort, you know. So as you continue to grow and keep building on this, just remember that, man. People will see what the work is through the product that you put out.
0: Amen. Amen to that. Amen to that. And I want you to just speak on, you know, we were getting pretty – Pretty motivational, I'd say. Sure. In the beginning of this. I'm not sure if the cameras were even rolling, but you were just talking about the piece of uh, piece of advice your dad gave you. And yeah. I, I think I live by <laughs> quotes. I have lived by quotes. Just, just I just hear things, and my phone is full of, my notes app is full of just quotes. Most of them that I can remember from years and years because, you know, when you're trying to move in the right direction, those things do help you. You know, they ping you off the wall. Mm-hmm. You know I was like, okay, let me keep going. I, I remember this. Someone told me this once. I'm like, damn. I haven't thought about it since, but it mm. was right. It was spot on. Like, yes. Let me keep
1: doing this. Let me keep going. Three it's quotes. There's three. Quotes, three. Okay. three quotes from three different stages of my life. Mm. One as a kid, one kind of as like a, a late teenager, one as an adult. And the one as a kid came from my parents' And I live by it to this day. If you go on my IG, it's it's in the bio mm, of my IG. That's how you know it's real. Yeah. And it says, we do what we have to do so we can do what we want to do, mm. you know? And like, it's a very simple thing to say and think about, but it requires an unbelievable amount of execution, right? If you really want to accomplish something, if there's something that you really want to do, what do you have to do to get there, mm. Right. And then, then it's like, all right, well, I need to take this step to get to that place. And then I get to that place. How do I get to the next place? Oh, I gotta take this step. Mm-hmm. It's literally like layers upon layers upon layers, all in this one little quote. Um, but once you kind of like engrave that quote, like doing anything that you need to do to get somewhere becomes like second nature. Like you don't think about it. Mm-hmm. Like when I think about like busting my tail, like to me, it's just doing what I have to do. Right. Right. It's not busting my tail, you know. Right. That's the first quote. Second quote is a quote I talked to you about earlier about what my dad said. I was coming to a point. Where I started to think about um, the people around me and just like where my life was. I could kind of start seeing that it was trying to bud and Mm -hmm. bloom into this other thing. Yeah. And my dad said, look, you know, we're all at a train station and the train's coming into the station. Yeah. Either you get on the train or you don't. You're going to have friends that don't get on the train. They're going to stay at the station. He said, but you have to get on the train. Mm -hmm. You got to keep moving forward on to the next place. All right. And then my third quote is actually something I got from a football life from NFL films. You know, I used to watch every single football life at lunch. Mm. Spooky. The weather outside is frightful. (laughs) So I was watching a football life uh, during my lunch break one day. On the BSR, mm-hmm. and I was watching Tony Romo. Now I'm not a Dallas fan, and most people that know me know that. We got a few. Shout out to the Cowboys fans behind the cameras. I'm not an Eagles
0: fan, but <laughs> having multiple Cowboys fans in a small crew that may be an issue. I it's,
1: don't know. It's it's uh something we could talk about <laughs> later. might I said, uh, we uh, in
0: Philly. Y'all got a— Oh uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I don't
1: know. He's got his blue on, so you know he's repping when he ain't repping. <laughs> on the low, it's just a T, <laughs> no logos. But I was watching his documentary on him, and he said something that I found just so profound. In football, when you wake up every day when you're playing, like you're always thinking about beating the man across from you, right? And he talked about how that was the same for him too. But he said, one day I realized, when you wake up and realize that all I got to do is beat the man in the mirror, mm. the man across from you doesn't matter anymore. And I remember thinking to myself, that might have been the hardest thing I ever heard. <laughs> and I started applying that to my voiceover career because I think that a lot of times you get you look at other people's success. Yeah. And that yeah. is not even just about voiceover. That's in life. Sometimes yeah. you look at friends, colleagues. You know, some people are doing better than others. Right. And you want you you what they the, portray. Yeah. And, and but not even that. But some people are doing really yeah. well. Oh, yeah. Right. So and exactly. the first thing sometimes you want to do is oh, I want to be there or I'm not doing this. Like I'm not I'm not at that point. And I realized, like, that that's irrelevant, mm-hmm. right? Comparing yourself to other people is irrelevant because they're not you. They don't know what you've been through. You don't know what they've been through either, mm-hmm. right? And everybody's been through something. And Everybody. I, yeah, and I started applying that to my own life. And I started to notice that things started changing for the better. Um, and I've kind of adopted that ever since. And I just worry about me. You know, mm-hmm. I worry about what I'm doing. I'm worried about what I'm working on. I don't worry about anybody else and what they're doing. And I support mm-hmm. the people in my life that are doing things. But I never, I'm like, oh, I need to be doing better. I need to be, you know. (laughs) No, no, no. It's not about that. It's about doing my thing Mm -hmm. and and focusing on my craft and myself and putting myself in positions to be more successful, I I suppose. Amen, man. That's something my dad always said. I don't know if it's a quote, but he
0: always just told me, ain't nothing better than your own. And I take that with me with anything, no matter what it is. Bag of chips, whatever, it's like. You know, yeah, I could ask him for some. He'd give me some, but ain't nothing better than yours. better home. than
1: when it's yours. No <laughs> doubt about that.
0: You're laying, doing yeah. what you want to do, and hey, everybody can't go. That's fine. Y'all go do that. I'm still going this way. I'm doing yeah. this, and just make time for what you
1: enjoy, no matter what it is. Well, no that, that really it. goes back to that first quote that I mentioned about doing what you have to do. Mm-hmm. Doing what you have to do doesn't necessarily mean, oh, I need to figure out how to— Um, start this podcast, Mm -hmm. it could be, man, like who, maybe I got some people in my life that are preventing me from flourishing. Mm -hmm. And maybe I need to separate myself from those people, you know, keep them at arms length. They don't mean they're not your friends anymore or anything like that, but that might be one of the things you have to do in order to do something that you might want to do. You know, there's a lot that, and that's why I said, it's a very layered quote. It's it's so easy to say, but it requires a lot of execution on a lot of different fronts. Of life, not necessarily for your career or, Mm -hmm. you know, as an athlete, if you're trying to reach uh, athletic goals, it's about your life and how you see things. I talked to some kids back in the spring of this Mm -hmm. year. Uh, There were some uh, college students and I talked to them about. You're going to come to a point in your life when you are going to come to a fork in the road and you're going to have to stand in front of the mirror and you're going to have to hold yourself accountable like I know. I need to go this way, but I'm going that way, and it feels good now, Mm -hmm. and it sounds good now, but I know I really need to go over here. And everyone's going to come to a point in their life when they come to that point, and they're going to need to make that choice. Am I going to do what I need to do, Mm -hmm. or am I going to do what I want to do right now? Right? So, you know, choices. Yeah, Everybody make choices, man. Choices, decisions, man. You got to choose. Oh, man, everything you're saying is... I'm, I'm there in it. Like a lot of when I talk to like my mentees and stuff mm-hmm. is really coming from like, look, like I, I'm older than you guys. Like, and I've been through a little bit more life than you guys mm-hmm. have. And all I'm trying to do is help you avoid a lot of the mistakes that yeah. I made. You know what I'm saying? Like if you can get to certain points of where I was without going right. through this, 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 and this, please just listen to what I'm saying. Right? You know, and I've been fortunate enough to have worked with some kids that had taken what I had said to them uh seriously enough to want to uh pursue their passions and you know it's i have beautiful. a matter of fact two of my mentees are uh penn state students okay. studying broadcast at psu so i know that makes you very proud uh, exactly Weird. exactly i'm hoping they can get me some tickets to a whiteout <laughs> game but i'm not uh holding my breath okay um, what's the name
0: shut them out shut them out. Uh, i got
1: jairus and josiah they're two twins okay. from uh uh trainer pennsylvania um Really, uh, really proud of you, young men. You guys make me really happy. Uh, started with them at church when they were in middle school. Now they're in college and mm. still working with them. I got another kid, Isaiah Freeman. Uh, he's in college right now playing quarterback. He just finished up his okay. game.
0: Uh, what do you play for? Uh,
1: Lincoln University, okay, HBCU. Lincoln, yes, sir. Yeah, so uh, really proud of all three of those young guys, really doing well. But, uh, yeah, started with church um, basically when I graduated while I was working. Choir. No, uh broadcast. Okay. I had actually built our entire like broadcast streaming platform from the ground up oh, right out of college. Uh, I ran and operated it and managed it for six years and uh, trained them all to be videographers, editors, uh, technical directors, directors, camera operators. So we had all the equipment and uh, basically I was just teaching them. Now they all uh, Isaiah has his own business. Mm. Um, he also uh, has his own camera, he shoots highlight videos. Um, while he's playing football, he wants to work for ESPN NFL it, Films. Uh, the twins at Penn State are studying broadcast and cinematography. So, you know, they've kind of taken it to the next level. Mm. And I guess like as a mentor, that's all you want so, is yeah, just yeah. to see them, you know, make some changes and, and do well and and follow their follow their passions. You know, so um, as a mentor, uh, it brings me a ton of joy to I'm see sure. these young men succeeding. So and it's been fantastic. That's beautiful, man. Especially yeah.
0: the young man doing both right now. I, I tell a lot of athletes, like, look, especially in this NIL space, man. The, and that's what they say in the NFL: the more you can do, yeah. There's not enough. You know, you can have all the talent in the world, yeah. but we know that can go on a, you know, snap of a, snap of a finger. Yeah. So you have to just expand and maximize every opportunity as you go. My boy Ish, shout out my brother Ish, my partner at uh, Ag Sports. He's pushed me a lot too, because he, in this business, being an entrepreneur, just saying like, look, everybody got a good plan, but you got to take action, and that's what separates people. And he just always speaks on maximizing your, you know, opportunities. Yeah. Don't limit yourself. Don't you know, man? Don't limit yourself. Quarterback or whoever, do whatever you're into outside of football, because it only helps. I mean, make that transition easier whenever because it comes to an end. And you spoke on that. You made a wise business decision. Now, not many of us are even yeah. privileged to kind of have it navigate that way. It's just a crash.
1: And it's like, oh shit, the hell am I about to do now? Exactly. <laughs> and and in the moment you're like, what did I just do? Right. You know? But looking back, it's like, man, like, thank God I made that choice when mm-hmm. I did. And maybe, but you know, trust in my gut. Like I yeah. went with my gut and I, you know, and I've tended to go with my gut a lot. But at the time, like, I was, you know, sophomore in college. I mean, mm-hmm. what, did, what did I know? You don't know <laughs> nothing as a sophomore in college, and you don't know how life's going to turn out. And, you know, you fast forward almost 10 years, and it's like I probably made the right choice. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I love that, I man. Yeah, maximize, do whatever you're into,
0: and you're just called to do <clears throat> more things than most. You're called to be a stud athlete, but doesn't mean you can't be a – that's why I love the podcast game now. These kids got podcasts, and they're doing it. Yeah. And, you know, I'll pay attention to uh, kind of the things I'm inspired by that brought me here with this, just how my mind works. Like I said, open-minded, but love to laugh. I'm a very serious, unserious guy, you know. Okay. Uh, like you said, we, we, we're dropping knowledge, game, a whole bunch of wisdom here. But at the end of the day, I'm going to laugh because that's just part of life as well, I believe.
1: You got to laugh. Got to I mean, laugh. What, what, uh, <laughs> what did Jimmy Valvano say? He said, uh, if you laugh, cry, and think— all within a day, then you've really lived a full day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But so, I'm I'm heavily inspired by just stand-up comedy and comedy yeah. in general. And, you know, someone said in the comedy game, I gotta find a stand-up, an up-and-coming stand-up comic. That's someone I want to speak to. So if you know somebody you out there, holla at me. But they said there's no, like, amateur comic. you up there on stage, you're doing it. Yeah. There's no, you know, there's climbing the ranks, but once you're doing it, you're doing yeah. it. So, same thing, like I said, I'm talking about these college athletes, you know, whatever it is, podcasting, chefing it up. We got to talk a little food. I food <laughs> yeah, big well. foodie. Yes, chef. Um, just do it, man. Maximize all your capabilities now. Don't wait till you think, oh, I'll worry about that when football's over. Get to it now. There's enough time. You're a superb person. You're called to do more than the most. You can be an athlete and this and that and still, you know, exceeding all of it. Don't let people limit you, man. I know you're paying attention to everything going on in this industry in particular. You know, we got uh, we got the writer's strike and things like that going on. Can you explain? Because, you know, we hear about it, and I'm not going to talk like I know everything about it, mm-hmm. but just what does that mean for the landscape, like for actors, voice actors, mm-hmm. just the way these
1: TV shows and films are operated? Yeah, I think we're at a point of... um. There is like kind of like this point of no return, right? Where the way that things are heading from a technology standpoint, from an artificial intelligence mm-hmm. standpoint, from a how companies treat their workers standpoint, like there needs to be a change in the way culturally that we see uh, an employer and an employee, right? And, uh, you know, I'm a part of SAG-AFTRA okay. um, and we're on strike And a lot of the theatrical movie trailer work that I do is currently struck at the moment. Mm. And, um, you know, so I'm really not working in that area of voiceover at the moment. But we're fighting for the soul of our industry, right? Because the issues that we are trying to address with the AMPTP is... We want to be fairly compensated. We want to make sure that we can continue to work within the next five years because of artificial intelligence. You know, we want to make sure that when, uh, you know, a show airs on cable television and then gets sold to Netflix, when that transaction happens, that we get fairly paid through residuals. You know, those are like the three major talking points for SAG when it comes to negotiating with the AMPTP. Okay, and uh, I serve on the caucus for SAG-AFTRA for movie trailer voice actors in the United States. Oh, and basically, I I went to a meeting and spoke with our negotiators, who are going to our our attorneys who are negotiating on the set on the union's behalf, um, to kind of talk about what it is that we want within the industry as voice actors. And you know, it was about a two and a half hour meeting. Yeah. Uh, with all different types of actors and voice actors from all over the industry. And the one thing that seems to be common industry wide is the way that everyone's been being treated. It's just, it's really unfair. You Mm -hmm. know, a lot of these companies are making millions and billions of dollars and uh, there are, colleagues of mine that can't afford to live in los angeles to work because they're not making the money right you know i have colleagues that have gotten residual checks that literally are 40 cents god 40 cents yes you know you might as well keep the check at that point (laughs) you know don't even send it and and i don't think that it's uh you know it's not from a lack of like wanting to work Mm -hmm. we want to work you know i want to work i'm and and all of the people that I know that are in SAG want to work because mm-hmm. we, we love what we do, and, right. but we just want to be paid for the work that we do. When you know, it seems like only one side's really taking home the pot. So mm-hmm. and we're not asking for that much. As <laughs> far sure as I, I don't, I don't think we're asking for that much. And really, it's about a lot of other people, you know. I've been very blessed and fortunate to continue to be working Mm -hmm. throughout this time on a a multitude of different projects. But that's not the case for everybody. Mm -hmm. And it's, uh, you know, I know a lot of people are saying, oh, well, you know, actors are millionaires. And I'm like, yeah, that's like half of a percent of the hundred and sixty six thousand people that the union represents. Right. You know, so that's a really small amount of people that are making, you know, tens of millions of dollars. A lot of people are just. Everyday people, you know, voice actors that were working from home, doing, you know, doing what they can to make a living. Yeah. So there needs to be change. And, you know, um, change doesn't come without some friction. Yeah. You know, but change is also inevitable. Yeah. And it sucks
0: because from the outside, you see actors and people like, yo, this is what I got paid. And it's kind of like, you know, from the outside, it's like, ha, yo, this shit crazy. But it's like, nah, people really are hurting out there. Yeah, there's, people are really struggling. Yeah, just know?
1: because you hear actor, just the common man is like, oh, yeah, they're fine.
0: Yeah, nah. I mean, even
1: like a simple way to put it, right, is like back in the day, like let's take let's take Friends, the show mm-hmm. Friends. A mm-hmm. lot of people know what Friends is. Yeah. one of the biggest sitcoms in American television history. Mm-hmm. Friends used to have like 20 episode seasons. I'm just, let's say they did 20 episodes a season, 25 episodes a season. When the show didn't air... In the summertime, there's really no new TV in the summer, or at least that's how it was. And what would happen was they would run Friends reruns all summer. And when the actors would get their checks for the summer stuff when it would rerun, they were getting paid because Mm -hmm. that's how how it worked, and it was great. And back in the day, we had to go on strike to get those residuals, right? When streamers came around, your Mm -hmm. Netflixes, your HBO or, you know, Stream on Max, Disney+, Plus. They would then purchase the rights to be able to put all of those seasons right, on right, right. Netflix. And think about how many people have Netflix mm-hmm. and how much Netflix is consumed. Now think about how the way our contracts are set up—that's not the same I mean, as yeah, how yeah. it was on cable. So you get paid just for that one transaction that Netflix made. Yeah. And depending on what you made when you worked on the show, it could be eh, it could be a decent amount, mm-hmm. or it could be as little as forty cents. Mm-hmm. You know, so. When we talk about what's fair, what's not fair, even with writers, you know, writers would write a 20-episode, you know, season. Mm. Now you go on Netflix, a show's got eight episodes. And then the next season doesn't come out for a year and a half, two years. So it's like, all right, now you you went from having 20 episodes Mm. to work on to now eight and then may not be able to get a job for another five months. Yeah. So it's not as simple as people think. Right. Right. So there is a lot of nuance and there's a lot of things that need to be addressed mm-hmm. and changed and that's why we went on strike cuz yeah. we believe that that time is now so yeah i think i can
0: just the way i view the world i feel like that's resemblance of everything that's going on right now like
1: yeah a lot of people are going on strike yeah, you know look says, at ups workers yeah they you know? they
0: just struck gold when well, yeah. i struck
1: gold but they they got what they wanted. Imagine if they stopped working. Right. Right. You know what I mean? And they came to a deal before the strike deadline because they knew if we're going to lose more money Mm -hmm. of them not working then we are paying them more money. You know what I mean? That's all it's about, man. Rich, stay
0: rich and the poor just get more greedy. That's... That's how it, that's how it is, wow. unfortunately. But like you said, I think the world is about to get shaken up. Yeah. All these different facets and industries, everybody—it's Fed yeah, up, it's people happening. are fed up.
1: They are, they are. They leave. Well, uh, We're still, we're still rolling.
0: Yeah, we still rolling.
1: Got the Cowboys fan messing up the blinds. <laughs> See, that's why we got to talk.
0: Shoot, man, do you uh, as much as you've done so far? I know you, like you said, still in that grind mindset. Mm-hmm. Is there any? role you're still aiming for
1: goals Mm -hmm. awards uh awards don't like Mm -hmm. i mean i've been nominated for five emmys and it's not something i really talk about Mm because to me it's like it's great but Mm -hmm. i just like to work Man, give me the job i'm I'm more concerned about putting out good good art you know um to be recognized is wonderful of Mm -hmm. course uh, but for me personally, we recognize you. Yeah, oh, I appreciate that. <laughs> for me personally, I'm really looking to do more, like, not necessarily outside of voiceover, but mm-hmm. um, I really like business development okay. and getting a lot more into that. And that's something that I want to work more on. Um, you know, I currently serve on a board of directors for a credit union. Okay. And, wow. uh, you know, the last couple of years, I've been trying to implement some. Um, new ideas and adding to our overall vision about where I'd like to see us go and seeing how those things are being implemented into our policy plans and, you know, and how we're um, trying to just take it to another level. And it's something that's so far outside my comfort zone that i absolutely love it you know and it's super complicated and the numbers are crazy and you're learning about you know how a financial institution is run um but i love being able to provide perspective and also to challenge the upper level management you know um, because i didn't realize at first that the ceo of the bank answers to us Mm. you know he is our employee and it's not that like we're like you need to do this But, you know, we we basically are challenging him and his vision and his management team to not only put a vision in place, but then to go forth and execute that vision. Mm -hmm. Where are we? What are we doing? How do we get better? That kind of thing. And it's not really somewhere I saw myself three, four years ago. But now that I'm here, it's something I really enjoy, um, you know, trying to help guide the credit union into the future. And being a part of it is pretty sweet. It's like I'm on the ground floor of uh, something really different. Talk about making change, man. You got to be in a room first yeah, to make something yeah. shake. Yeah, yeah, I like being in a room where the decisions are made. Yeah, you man. Know? I like being there, and I like being in on the decision-making. Right. You know? That's dope. Yeah. We joked about it. You said,
0: oh, hell no, nah, but, hey, politician? <laughs> uh, you, nah, you, I, I feel, feel like you can easily that. find nah, yourself. Nah, nah. The way you're going, I don't know. <laughs>
1: I will I, I what I will say is as of late I have been taking the approach of a sail in the wind. I've been going wherever the you know the Lord takes me. Amen. And uh, Amen. you know, I, I'm I'm trying to walk in the utmost faith and just trust I've trusted God up until this point. I have no reason not to trust him now. Mm. Uh he's been keeping a hand on my shoulder for as long as I've been alive and he's you know, whether good or bad, there's been a reason for everything. So who knows? I'm not saying you know. Don't we ain't
0: gonna close the door? I'm
1: not saying Enrique for president twenty you know twenty thirty or anything like that. But uh, I, I, it's really not something I see myself doing. I see myself being more involved in the community, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I'm something that I've always enjoyed doing is 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 really focusing on like. One soul at a time, mm. you know, because I believe you change one person's life. You can change the world that is changing the world. You know, so. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Hey
0: when that time comes, if it does, you got to do your own promo campaigns. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. i yeah. ain't paying pay nobody else to do it. <laughs> I'm going to just hop right in the booth. 30. <laughs> Enrique 2030, vote or die. No, I'm not saying that. That's <laughs> TGOD. Just, that's way too much. Yeah, that's way too much. But uh, if that's you don't funny. vote, please go out and vote. It's very important. Uh, it is your right. So, just had to throw that in there. Amen, amen, <laughs> amen. You, you are
0: casting a wide net, and it's truly inspirational. I that's the way my mind works, and you just like you said, you, you call a buddy, and they say what they're doing. You just kick the me in another gear. Like, yeah, yeah. Hey, I got to get to it. I yeah. got too much, too many things up here, yeah. whether it's content wise, production wise, leadership wise, and the things I want to do, and community, and everything like that.
1: And just ain't no time to talk about it. We. Just we just saw something recently that I found really interesting. Right, we talk about a lot about like oh, like you know, it's all about my day ones, like mm-hmm. my my day one dudes or my day one uh, my day one girls or whatever. And like, I love my day one friends. Like, they mean a lot to me. Right. My best friend, he's we, you know, I'm 31. We've been friends since we were one. Mm-hmm. Like, mm. uh, sandbox. For yeah, real. like different like Mm -hmm. he's my friend but i see him as my brother like he's really like family Mm -hmm. to me and then like there's their day ones and then there's their day twos and the day twos are a little bit different because the day twos you met later in life as Mm -hmm. adults and the day twos are people that you are trying to like be inspired by, mm-hmm. to build with, yeah. to talk yeah. about investing and community and real marriage sure. and family and stuff like that. So I have a, as much respect for my day ones as I do my day twos because mm-hmm. you need both. The yeah. day ones help you stay grounded. Mm-hmm. The day twos help you elevate. Mm-hmm.
0: The day ones keep you grounded and the day twos help you elevate. Yes, sir. Dang. Yes, sir. That's so you, real. Need, you need both. That's real. You need both. both. Yeah. Need both to stay on that trajectory, like you said, going with the wind, taking you where it go. That's something the part I see in this production game is yeah. being a producer, whatever you want to call it, just making it happen. Something I often feel like I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm doing something.
1: Yeah. At the end of the day, what uh, what, what I'm, I'm stealing Dion Sanders, uh, Colorado <laughs> Buffaloes quote. I, I seen it on a shirt uh, earlier today. It said. No excuses, no explanations. Oh you yeah, <laughs> man, just and I ain't too hard to find. I love that one, man. Right, right. I ain't too hard to find. I'm like, yo, Deion is crazy. Talk <laughs> I, about someone. I mean, dion has got me crazy inspired. Oh, right he now, even
0: man. got the college football game but, turned upside. But just
1: like, Damn. just the way he talks, it's Life. just like you think about a guy like Dion, mm-hmm. right? A coach walks into your house to recruit you. You know, you know how you know what it was like. You've been there, right? Mm-hmm. You got recruited to go to Penn State, one of the top programs in the country, right? Mm-hmm. You know the whole the whole shebang. It's they come to the house, they greet your folks, they tell you how we're going to use you and how we want you there and this and that. Dr walks in the crib. Hey, I like you and I want you. Mm-hmm. And listen, we can we can do this thing now, you know. But you you know, I need you to trust me because. Listen, you know I've been there. Right. You know, what, he don't have to tell you yeah, nothing. There's no, no pitch. There's really. nothing that that man hasn't done from a football standpoint that has you questioning him, right? The ultimate level of success. Mm-hmm. Only player, only athlete in <sighs> history to play in the Super Bowl and the World Series. You know what I'm saying, like, bro? If he was his prime was right now in this day and age, different.
0: He'd be out of here. <laughs> different. Out of here. Different. You talk about people. You know, nil. People talk about Reggie
1: Bush. What it did this? Johnny Manziel. Nah. Dion, Dion was different, man. would have been out of here. But how can you not want to, like, support this, man? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like, You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I hear him talk. I, I put on Dion Sanders pregame speeches just to hype <laughs> myself up now. Like, hey, it's next crazy. Next we doing that? Yeah, I'm telling you. Play play a little Dion. Like, even the way he talks about his players, mm-hmm. his sons, Travis Hunter, mm-hmm. just like— I wanna play for this dude. Right. And I'm like, my body is not ready to do none of that, but I'm ready to go like what, what pick just point to a wall. I run right through it. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. We here. We're here now. And that's what he's got, but his kids are yeah, like no. they believe in it. They you do. know, and that's I mean, you talk about getting kids to buy into the mm-hmm. program, right? Like, you don't think them kids bought right. him fifty how many fifty something transfers sold out or sixty something transfer. Yeah, was, sold out game. Colorado was I that's I didn't realize
0: how bad they were last season. They were bad. They were one in 11. eleven.
1: Yeah. Like, and I don't know if they won today or not. We're they were fine, winning uh, when I last checked, but mm-hmm. um but it it just culturally there's it's already yeah. he's already won. Yeah. i
0: uh, we were talking about I was able to go to um the Kelsey documentary uh premiere and man I really loved it. I was gonna tell you earlier, <clears> he spoke about it in the beginning. I don't wanna give too much away, but speaking about what Dion does for the kids, the community and just the culture. Yeah. It's about like speaking belief into folks whether the team you're part of the organization the group the crew the friendship whatever it is that's what leadership is about yes outside of the x's knows you do this you do that it's yes. just about breathing life into whoever you're trying to bring up to accomplish whatever
1: i'm so glad you brought that up because i really wanted to touch on this earlier in the pod like uh something that i've always had was belief in my own abilities right right Quietly confident, exactly. But like something, there's a there was a moment I was living at home, and I was tr- I was practicing. It was two thirty in the morning. I mm-hmm. had work at eight the next day. My mom was up, comes in the room, and she was like, "EJ, like go to bed, like it's late." <laughs> and I said, "Mom, I said if I don't push myself, nobody's gonna push me as hard as I'm pushing me." And I said, "You know how I know that?" Because you're my mom and you're telling me to go to bed right now, right? <laughs> and she was like, all right, whatever, you know. Uh-huh. And I talked to her about it last year. And I said, Mom, remember when you told me to go to bed that one night? Because I was I was up writing mm-hmm. scripts and practicing. And I said, and look where I'm at now. Because what I realized is like nobody can believe in you more than you believe in yourself, right? Like I, my mentee, I believe in those kids. Mm-hmm. But they need to learn, learn how to believe in their own right. abilities, more than anybody else can believe in him. And I look at like a Dion, and Dion is preaching to these kids that I I believe. He's got it right. on his shirts, right? But he's trying to say, look, if I can believe in you this much, mm-hmm. why can't you believe in yourself even Simple. more? You know what I mean? And when you believe, and I believe, and then we believe, then that's when yep. everybody will believe. You I know what I'm saying? All the
0: time. Yeah. Confidence, obviously in life, but in college football. That's what makes it such a pure sport, college sports in general. Like, you know, a Sweet 16, all of that, the March Madness, that's what it is. Those teams. Yeah, the heart. That's the heart in the sports, man. It's different. It's different, and that's what makes it a great product on TV as a consumer. Like, you just see it. Agreed. So I'm excited, man. Like you said, how can you not root for Dion and what they're doing? But obviously, in the world we live in, most of us don't see it that way. So a lot of people are waiting for them to fall and to just— you know, put a chink in the, a chink in the armor. It's just how society is, but yeah. like he's
1: really about these kids. Yeah, like he's about molding young men, and I have so much respect. Yeah, for people who take that type of approach, because he's like, look, you get to the NFL, you're a millionaire. Mm-hmm. Like you are uh, an independent contractor. Mm-hmm. These kids are playing for their lives. Right, it's different. Yeah, you know. So I respect him, man. I got so much respect, and I'm so inspired by him. Exactly. I really am.
0: And I think, like, we're talking about being in a room and, like, how you are making change, literally, and the system, how things operate. I can see him doing something, shaking the NCAA out, which we all know needs some shaking up. Yeah. Think think about how polarizing he is, like... Kids don't even know for real, but, honestly. But,
1: but you can't even be uh, fair weather when it comes to Dion. Mm-hmm. Either you don't like right. him or you do. <laughs> right. Like Right? Like, it's like, there's a lot of people that just don't like him. Right. Because of how he is. Yeah. But that's just up. who he is. Right. Because <laughs> they're like, not used man. to
0: people that confident.
1: Not like that. Yeah. And not and like that's that. not quite
0: confident. That's no. loud confidence. But it's like, it's not cocky. It's just how proud he is to be who, who he is. And yeah. then he instills that in kids.
1: As we all know. Most people need that. He said in the press conference after last week's game, he said, you know, if you ain't make me, you can't break me. Amen. Different. Simple. He's just different, man. Deion is different. But you Shout just, out to Prime. Man. Yeah, man. I had a ton of respect.
0: Yeah. I'm excited uh, to see where the college football <laughs> landscape goes, where the NFL landscape goes this season. I mean, I know you guys will be talking about it. I'll be tuned in. Yes, sir. Hopefully you guys and the crew work on cut some pieces, shoot some pieces. We got a uh, very talented group in here. We're going to build this thing up from the bottom, so stick with us here at the Play the Cup podcast. Speaking of great people like this man here, Enrique Joseph, tell them where tell them where they can find your stuff.
1: Uh, yeah, uh, find me on your IG, uh, Enrique J Media. You can see me on Inside the NFL on the CW, Tuesdays, 8 p.m., 7 central. And uh, yeah, and hear me out on uh, Sunday Night Football. There's a lot of other places you can hear me, but we're not even (laughs) going to get into that. But Sunday Night Football, tune in. Sure. I just want to give a shout out to
0: the crew here. Shout out to Executive House Studios bringing us in. Nice layout here. Him and EJ were talking all the uh, ins and outs of audio equipment. It got
1: real nerdy in here real fast. (laughs) It was crazy. But, you know, when you link up with people on the same wavelength, Mm -hmm. you know how it is. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm claiming it now. I must be booked for the 100th episode now. It has to happen. Yes. It's it's done.
0: It's done. Hey, I'm running the show, so (laughs) it's my shit. That's
1: the the perks of being the boss. Yeah, man. Mm -hmm. Hey. But no, this has been fantastic, man. Appreciate you having me on the pod. Hope it's just the first of... Many, many, many. We got to make it to
0: 100 now. You didn't set it.
1: Well, we so. already coined that I'll be back for 100. So, And if I'm not, I'm not going to be upset because I know you're going to be on the bigger and better nah, subjects nah. than your boy. Nah. But, you know, um, but happy to be a part of the first one, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. This
0: man is in the league. <laughs> Voice it's a different, acting. Different league. Different league. But yeah, he's at the I, top of the top.
1: Technically still made it to the NFL, you know, but you just did. in a different On, d- on different levels yeah, as different well. levels. Yeah,
0: different levels. Man, like I said, you inspire me. Play the Cup podcast. Thank you, guys. Make sure you like, subscribe, and follow us. Uh, Stay tuned for the next episode. And this is the type of flavor we're going to try to kick, man. Keep building it up from the ground. Uh, Holla at us on YouTube, Instagram. Like, follow, all that crap. Um, I get better at my marketing. You
1: know what I'm saying? This is only the beginning. (laughs) You can use that as a DJ drop right there. I like
0: that right there. Can you you drop Play the Cup podcast? Give us a...
1: Play the cut where the difference is in the eye of the beholder. Brandon Bell, host, showrunner, difference maker. It's a different game, but we all still playing.
0: Coin it. One take, Drake. Coin it. watch yours?
1: a little you know a little personal Is that you know, give too much games no nah, i'm just kidding dang, i got a whole what a is whole, it actually like? uh, so i start off doing my my uh, horse lips Okay. Oh, yeah, right. and, but you gotta go up in melody down in melody you gotta do <laughs> Can the we get a zoom the, in on the lips boss yeah you gotta do the neck roll you gotta do the uh the shoulders the uh chewing gum with an open mouth chewing gum with a closed mouth i got a piece um, of gum on me and then there's like a weird like nah you know i don't no nah, no gum you don't oh, use just, It's just, it's the yeah, act of doing it. Yeah. No. So it's like, it sounds crazy. looks, I mean, in the mic, it sounds wild. I mean yeah. <laughs> you do it. So it's waking up your your mm-hmm. jaw muscles. See, but also it's uh, there's exercises to help from mouth clicks. So, like, for instance, like, um, I'll do, uh, and what that does is it kind of helps reduce mouth clicks. When you, the microphone's picking up all these right. different noise, like, Mm-hmm. All that like ASMR shit Yeah it's, it's strange